0: Hey, everyone, before we get going, I want to tell you about Flock Designs. They make fun T-shirts and sweatshirts and mugs and such. They say fun things like, don't settle for fame, strive for infamy, and inspirational stuff like, all I am is confidence. Help us support the show by using the promo code PUPCORN15, and you'll get 15% off your order. They're adding new stuff all the time. Check them out. Their link is in the show notes. You can also see their stuff on Instagram at Flock Designs, F L O C H Designs, all one word. Thanks, and now on with the show. Hey, everybody, and uh, welcome to another convoluted episode of Ticket Stubs and Popcorn. I am Frank,
1: and he is the equally convoluted Peter.
0: All righty, so we are convoluted today. We're going to talk about, we got a director's um show today. We haven't done one of those in a little while. Yeah. Jim Jarmusch. Jarmusch. Jarmusch, Jarmusch. So yeah. that guy. Jim
1: Jarmusch, I don't
0: know. <laughs> yeah, he's got big, wild, white hair. You know, that guy. Who, yeah. Um, who went to the Andy Warhol School of Beauty and Hair Cuttery. So, oh. um Yeah. So there's that. So we're going to talk about him. So, uh, Peter, uh, why don't you? Uh, how you Jim. doing these days? I'm doing
1: great. How about you? How are all you doing? Right.
0: Fantastic. Ah, oh, just great. You know, just uh, you know, summer thunderstorms. You Got to love that. So I uh, love that. So all right, tell us uh how you yeah. feel about Jim Jar? Let how are we get- deciding that his last name is pronounced? So at
1: least I've always be- said Jarmish. That's what I've let's always said, to- but I don't know.
0: Then let's go Jarmish. Jarmish. Yeah. You got all it.
1: All right. All right, so we Jim know. Jim Jarmish, uh, big fan of this guy. Uh, uh As a just a interesting, intriguing director. Um I, I don't know how do you de- how do you describe Jim Jarmish, let alone a Jim Jarmish movie. But right, the, yeah, the thing the thing I love is when you can see a movie. Uh, you know, enjoy it thoroughly. But you know, even if somebody didn't tell you or you didn't read anything, you still know you can see the movie and go, oh, this is a Jim Jarmusch movie. I can tell it's there's just something there. Now, you could say you could say that he's um, and and I, I say this with in the most positive way. This isn't a negative thing at all. You could. I. I, I kind of think of Jim Jarmish as like. Uh, I don't know, maybe like sixty percent David Lynch, maybe like thirty percent John Cassavetes, and maybe ten percent Quentin Tarantino. He's got a <laughs> great. He has a great ear for dialogue, and yeah, a great understanding of human emotion, and he writes well. And uh, it's it's just. It's just interesting when you see his movies and his direction, um, but he also comes up with some weird stuff. Oh, you got it, you got it. And and I, let, let me just—I'm going to start. My my first pick goes back. It's—I—I I, I don't know if it's his first movie. It's definitely not his first effort because I'm sure he—he's got art school stuff out there you know shorts things like that when obviously working up to bigger projects but uh came to my attention uh early uh stranger than paradise that's to me probably his first big effort and um it's done. it's done it's just a classic indie movie from the 80s so it's black and white it's a low budget but it i just love this movie i haven't seen it in a few years but um it's about um uh, a young man out of uh brooklyn or at least out of new york and uh his friend they kind of like small time hustler kind of thingy and then he finds out that he's got a cousin from Hungary who's coming over and um, he's not too crazy about the fact that he, you know, he may have to spend time with this female cousin who's visiting or actually she's not visiting. She's, she's moved to the U S and it's like a road trip. It's kind of got three parts. As I remember, there's like the New York part, the Cleveland part, the Florida it's, it's very it's it's a wonderful road trip kind of thing but that doesn't describe it it's one of those you got to watch it to see it it's 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 his first effort kind of a thing and you go wow i want to see more from this guy you know hoping that you would see more from this guy so uh, stranger than paradise is he's he really has his own vision and I said earlier, you know, yeah, it's like whatever, you know, sixty percent David Lynch. He's a hundred percent Jim Jarmusch. That I'm not. That isn't to denigrate him by saying he reminds me of other directors. It's all no, no, in no, a no, no, no. positive way when I say it. Um, so I'm gonna go. That was my first pick, Stranger Than Paradise. My second pick, um, in no particular order, is. Uh, Dead Man, which is a uh, Johnny Depp movie, but a very different <laughs> Johnny oh, Depp movie, yeah. and it is a it's a western, and it is a very different western. There is, it's there, you know, this stuff going on, and you go, what the heck is really going on? Um, same thing. He, it's kind of like a little bit to start the movie of a road trip you see stuff on the train. He's going from, I forget, perhaps Cleveland. He's like in a Midwestern established city back, I don't know, 1880s or 1890s. And he takes this train and he's going out to Seattle, or at least out to Washington State. And you see the people on the train are changing. As you go from a bigger city, you start to go out, you start to see more cowboys and people on the plains. Then you get a little further out and it gets a little more rough and rugged. The, the people on the train are a little more raggedy. Then you get a little further, you see some more like uh, um, uh, this Northwestern uh, Native Americans on the, th- it's just, it's so interesting just to see this progression but that's that part's a very short part and then you start to see um you know just what is going on in his mind we don't know but it's so weird it's like
0: some movies have like you know it's a normal movie and then it'll have this weird like sort of psychedelic strange mind fuck peyote scene this (laughs) movie is like the opposite of that most of the movie is this weird little brain fuck yeah what's going on what's real what's fake peyote peyote thing and then there's just like yeah then there's some normal stuff
1: (laughs) yeah it's yeah it's it's just um, amazing when the stuff is unfolding because we're we're just as confused and and lost sometimes as the johnny depp character is and Yeah, there's the whole thing where he ends up with um, uh, his Native American friend who he meets and he's mistaken for uh, William Blake, the poet and the artist, because his name is William Blake and the Native American has some, I think he went to England for a short time. So he does have some schooling, but he's gone back to his homeland and he's confused you know so he keeps referring to him as William Blake but he does think he's the famous William Blake and it's it's interesting it's oh this stuff it is it's just a mind it's 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 such a weird movie yeah and it still tells a story which is the other thing it's not just like well weird things that are unconnected there is some sort of a you know there is a a thing you know a beginning middle and an end it might not be a normal yeah. progression but that's what it is you know so i love that movie uh, dead man and then i i want to say my favorite jim jarmish movie is uh broken flowers it is a it's a a bill murray movie another thing a little bit of this cross country journey thing really where he's Presented with a situation where he may have a, a eighteen or nineteen year old son and he has to remember who was I with twenty years ago yeah. and and he has it narrowed down to to four women and for different reasons and and because of their different personalities um, he ends up dealing with them in different ways and they deal with him in different ways. And um it's it's just wonderful how this story it's 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 what do you want to say? It's 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 tender, but it's it's oh I don't know, mischievous in some weird way. It it but the performances are incredible. And there are some big name people in this movie and he really gets a tremendous performance. I, I think this was one of, it's definitely was in my top three that I picked for Bill Murray years ago. And he gets a great performance out of Jeffrey Wright as the Ethiopian uh, neighbor. And, and then the women that are in this movie, um, uh, Sharon Stone is in it. Oh boy. Tilda Swinton, uh, no, uh, Tilda Swinton is in it. Um, Jessica Lang and oh boy, um, oh, oh man, man. Um, Julie Delpy maybe. Anyway, there's there's a couple of a few other women in there, and he they each have their own voice. They're all you know they're all completely different. They all have their own. Mm, memories and residual feelings of something that happened or may not have happened 20 years ago. And he's still trying to figure this out. He's still trying to figure out this little mystery, which is what's really giving the Jeffrey Wright character so much juice and excitement. And, and the Bill Murray character is just (laughs) so lethargic and he doesn't want to be pulled into anything. That's going to take him out of his TV room. Really? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, that cool. it's 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 wonderful and i love it and it's it, it's all these performances are shepherded by uh jim Jarmish. and i there sometimes can't get enough of him um he did uh ghost dog way of the samurai which was a movie not a movie but it was my it was one of my picks for uh forest Whitaker. And that's a, a Jim Jarmusch movie. Um, ugh, Limits of Our Control is another one, which is more of a foreign one. But uh, he uh, he's he's got some great stuff out there. Um, so fascinating to watch some of his movies. Anyway, I'm I'm done. Those 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 are my three uh, Jim Jarmusch picks.
0: So. Um... Uh, I, 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 um, we're going to overlap on both dead man and on, uh, broken flowers, uh, dead man. I mean, what else can you say? This thing is, uh, it's a, it's ironic to say that it is a multicolored kaleidoscope kind of thing trip going through. It's ironic because the movie is, you know, in black and white, but, um, it is. Yeah. It's such a great, great movie. It's one of those movies that, um, you know, when, It's one of those movies that you're glad that you pay attention to movies and Yes. Um, I think that anyone, anyone likes studying movies and looking at movies as, as just more than just, you know, a way to kill two hours and you're studying movies. This is one of those movies that you study because it's got style. It, it's got a really interesting visual look. It tells an interesting story in an interesting way. And that I think is, I mean, that right there is, is the, the way to describe Jim Jarmusch's career. It's just all of his his movies they just look so so great they're very distinctive and they tell stories they tell really interesting stories in really interesting ways um you just you can't beat it um yeah. my, so we agree on we agree on dead man um my my other one again broken flowers broken flowers is like like one of those have you ever all right so we used to when i would talk to people about movies like like big ensemble movies. I think I mentioned this when we talked about Peter's friends at one point where, yes. Um, you know, it was like the British big chill. But then if you take the big chill and if you look at it as like this group of people in one phase of their lives, then like, you know, you've, you know, before that, when they're in college, you've got, you know, uh, St. Elmo's Fire. And before that, you've got, you know, mm-hmm. Breakfast Club, you know, these group, these group movies, these ensemble movies that take place. So, and then after, you know, Big Chill, you've got Cocoon. And then, you know, they're all going to space or so dying yeah. or whatever um but something like broken flowers it it reminds me it, it sort of it, it reminds me of two movies one where he's sort of going around and 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 sort of thinking about past relationships um you know 20 years ago it reminds me of um high fidelity yes oh yeah yeah that so this is it reminds me it's just like oh man this is almost like you know john cusack's character like 20 years from now um yes but it also it also reminds me of the um the the movie uh lost in translation so bill murray's character from that almost because he's such a sad sat kind of guy just sort of going oh, through yeah. the motions which is yeah. similar to the guy you know to bill murray and broken flowers and then he goes on this little quest and it's just like mm-hmm. almost like oh that's what you did when you got back from japan i get it yeah. so <laughs> uh, and again that's another one it's so it it feels like this you know it looks kind of kind of conventional but it's um it's a great story and it it really is about about people and about kind of looking back at your life and yeah and all that, but it's it's not nearly as depressing as it looks like it could be. Jeffrey Wright is amazing in it.
1: Oh yeah, um, he is.
0: Yeah, he gets an amazing group of people to to do this. Oh it's probably one of my favorite Sharon Stone movies, too. She's fantastic. Yes. So yeah. yeah. Um my other one would be Dead Don't Die which is <laughs> oh my god this movie is so weird it's so weird it's oddly and you're not sure you know there's some movies that are just like self-aware they kind of you know they don't necessarily break the fourth wall but they do stuff that lets you know that they know they're in a movie this is one of those movies where it's like yeah they kind of know, like You know, oh, why did the music? You know, why? What happened? We've been we've been playing the same song this whole time, the whole movie, and you know, just look at the script. This is this is so. It's just such a weird movie, and um, they just play it so straight, and it's just so good. Um, And Tilda Swinton's in that too, and it's just you know, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody because it is pretty. It's newish, but I would I I just I love how surprising and, and wonderful. It is when you, it all just sort of unfolds and gets a little weird at the end where yet you have to be in it completely um, or else you're not going to enjoy it. You just have to let it happen because I've talked to people who just like yeah, man at the end, that makes no goddamn sense. It's like, yeah, that's kind of the fun of it. Like just Sit back and relax. Enjoy this really, really, really weird it's a, ride.
1: Exactly. Enjoy the ride. Just sit back. Don't fight it. Don't think. Just watch. Yeah. yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So sick of telling people that, but ooh. <laughs> talk to HR. You know, you know, it's like God again. <laughs> Oh uh, legal. But yeah. anyway, um, I just he's such an like an interesting filmmaker because he's not like weird like Tim Burton weird, but no. he's not no. like yeah. he's not like super gritty like a Quentin Tarantino, but you can definitely see that they're all kind of cut from a similar cloth, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, it's, it's really great
1: to watch. One one thing I remember I remember um, oh in the I want to say in the movie Sling Blade, which is a fantastic Billy Bob Thornton movie. But anyway, there's a scene where um, he gets out of he he's out of prison, and I want to say he go he wants ice cream, so he goes to like an ice cream stand, and it's the the person working there wearing like the little cap and the white suit like is uh jim jarmusch he just like sticks his head out for a second for a scene scoops some ice cream and gives it to him and i'm just like what the heck is jim jarmusch doing in this stage? it was, just, it was know, like a right, weird thing like, dude, like what, what
0: what's going on here yeah is he driving like, by that's, that's
1: strange <laughs> but anyway i just i just remember that one just being enough it didn't take me out but it just thought like well, what was that scene about like why did they get him to do this but anyway
0: yeah just see He's, that like you know it's like yeah. when you see a shadow in your house at three in the morning it's just like wait what was that
1: yeah <laughs> what was that oh that's just jim jarmusch oh okay gotcha
0: <laughs> yeah exactly oh that's <laughs> just the ghost don't worry about it <laughs> Yeah. That little guy, we don't worry about that little guy. You know? That's
1: right. He comes with the house. Don't worry. <laughs>
0: yeah. Nah, don't worry about it. Um, oh, but, know,
1: stuff, right? one, one
0: yeah.
1: thing I wanted this this whole this talking about uh, Jim Jarmusch is, is, is making me think of a possible question or talking point or whatever. Uh when I I graduated um high school in 1984 and the stranger than paradise Jim Jarmusch's like first big effort um, came out in 1984 and I can remember that time period I was uh, I was so excited I've always been interested in movies but I got so excited because there it seemed to be there were so many movies, uh actors sometimes, directors other times that there would would, there were all so many movies were coming out in this uh 1984 time period that I just got me so excited. And I and it just um made me think. And I I didn't know if if you had a time period, but I'll I I can talk a little more about you know what I can remember from 1984. Um, But you know, when 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 this movie, Stranger Than Paradise, came out, it was it was like at the same I mean, within the same year, maybe not the same month, obviously. But yeah. there were there were some other movies. Like I I remember um, you know, some uh Pulper Greenwich Village was another one and the 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 movie's very good, but it had a young uh Mickey Rourke and Eric Roberts in it. And they were like they were like the two up and coming guys. The movie's fine, the acting is great. And I remember like Oh boy. You know, that kind of gave me a reason. Uh, Johnny dangerously is another one Uh about that summer. And that was just so much fun with Michael Keaton. Um, you know what I mean? It was just like fun to say, okay, here's somebody keep an eye on, but it still had like that, that year. It's there there were new people coming out, but then there was still like uh, older established, uh, people like, uh, um, the British director, David Lean. So a, a passage to India came out that year. And I remember thinking, Oh, that's good. But what was really kind of getting me, you know, jonesed up was the fact that to me, there were like newer ones, smaller movies, you know, what we would call Indies now. Uh, although I guess we called it that then, but there were, um, there were, there were, there were like big mainstream ones too, like you know, Ghostbusters and Terminator. Really enjoyed Terminator the first couple of times I saw that one. But, um, uh, you know, the, I'm, I'm trying to remember now because of this time period, uh, Amadeus was another big one, as I remember from that summer. But the thing is, what, what got me excited was like movies like uh, Spinal Tap, where this is Spinal Tap. So we're seeing Rob Reiner kind of getting into it. Uh, you know, getting into his own uh, little flow there. Uh, another one I loved, loved this movie. Still love it today. But it, it, this was another one that came out: uh, "Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai." Like oh, another. Yeah. One of these. And I, like I just get so excited. I remember about about movies. Um, you know what I mean? Just thinking, like, oh, uh, "Blood Blood Simple" came out. That was you know the Coen Brothers' first one. I just remember getting excited because it seemed like so many people. Repo Man was another one. I'm starting to all all this stuff is flooding back into my emotions about that (laughs) year because it was like a great time to be alive and to be young and watching movies. You know what I mean? Um, Well, uh, I want to say that Purple Rain is around the same time, so you were you were probably excited. Yeah. But um, and I want to say another one of your favorites. I think Hotel New Hampshire is also. Pretty close to this oh, thing. Yeah. So uh I don't know. Is is there a you know, a time period out there that just kind of I don't know if it's romanticized maybe by me, but I just remember getting excited about movies, about some like some cases new people were coming out, whether it's a new director or a new, you know, new actors or younger, you know, this sort of thing. i I'm, I'm not I sure. Do you have like a little time period there for yourself, maybe?
0: Well, when I look back at something like 1984 and you look at the number of movies that are, that have, you know, that came out in like 1984 is a great example. It was an amazing year for movies. You had yeah. so much good stuff coming out. Yeah. Um, but also at the time, like um, we, didn't. Like, I didn't, I didn't pay as, excuse me, as much attention to what's coming out or whatever. I. I just, that just wasn't where I was at the time. So yeah. like, I'd see a movie. go, yeah. I want to see that. I don't want, you know, I get, you know, and then you start to develop a taste for movies and stuff like that. I probably didn't start really anticipating and paying like looking forward and paying attention to stuff until, you know, like you get, um, probably into like the mid nineties, mid to late nineties. When you okay. start, when I started really like, you know, when you could, when you could go, Oh, wow. Hey, Quentin Tarantino's coming got a new movie coming out you would like yeah, starting to exactly. pay attention to who was making movies and who was in movies yeah. um and when the internet you know the internet starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger and i mean like to to some of the kids out there i mean it hasn't always been this great to have such information At, about yeah. upcoming movies. um i in think the palm that, of
1: our hands too god seriously? this phone is incredible isn't it
0: right so but i think that um in terms of like When have I been like really excited about future stuff coming up? I got to tell you, it's probably within the last like like 10 years when you start getting, you know, you start seeing a lot of like the really cool, um, like some of the Marvel stuff coming out. Yeah. Um, a lot of this the Star Wars stuff was coming out. And then even even recently being able to to see when they, you know, do a Comic Con and you've got Marvel mapping out the next five years of movies. It's, oh, it's uh, incredible, life. isn't it? I mean, yeah. Not only is it great because you get to go, you sit in a dark place, you watch a movie and it's great. But as someone who appreciates what it takes to 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 put together not only just a great story in an individual movie but to be able to integrate those movies into one bigger bigger story and then what they've done with star wars um and and marvel really with the the different like um avenues to watch at the different platforms it's just, I, I. This is a great time to be a, a movie person because there's so much you can you can see. Unfortunately, right now, I think a lot of the attention is on stuff like the comic book movies and, yes. the, you know, the big, huge properties. And yeah, big I think stuff. Yeah, for other movies get any um to get any attention and when stuff goes straight to streaming there's still i think for a certain demographic there's a there's a vibe that oh it just went straight to you know when a movie like the irishman this great big scorsese uh-huh. epic yep. it goes to netflix there's there's something where you're just like oh it just went to netflix it's it's this sort of like this weird. And again, I think it's a certain demographic, a certain age of person is just like, oh, that's a made for TV movie. Why is Scorsese doing that? But, you know, but then you think for another two minutes, it's just like, oh, well, you know, streaming releases are can have as big an impact as theatrical releases in terms of awards and recognition and, yeah. you know, all of that, um, you know, movies that are going straight to streaming can still be considered prestige if they're quality. So um, I think it's all about access to information, really, that, you know, can build that anticipation. Um, But again, when I was, you know, but if you look back and- and see what came out. And I think 1984 is probably one of the best years for movies in the history of movies. When you look back and go, oh my God, like you never, you never know. It's like they say, you never you know, you never know you're in the good old days.
1: Yeah, um, no, exactly.
0: You the exactly. But you look back in 1984, it's just like, oh my God, all these movies came out. Like yeah, all I, of this great stuff came out. Like, oh my God. So I had. I
1: yeah. I I, I I was never sure whether I was romanticizing this time period because of where I was in my life. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't sure, but so much was coming out. It was impossible to really deny it. No, this is really happening. This is, you know what I mean? These are some great stuff, great movies. I mean, some might be considered, you know, uh, cult movies, whatever, but it's just a great time for small indie movies, big blockbusters, some thoughtful pieces, you know what I mean? It's just uh, It was a great time. Um, like you say, right now the accessibility is a little different because, you know, we're still not flocking back to the movie theater. So a lot of our platforms are, you know, streaming on TV and and that sort of stuff. But yeah. oh. So it it's it's always, I don't know, it's always exciting time when you can get excited about things. And in this in our case, film movies, you know, great stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah um totally agree. It's um yeah, all right. So movies released in 1984. Um you had movies like <laughs>
1: Well, I'm sure that there were some uh, yeah, dogs, yeah. too. No, but I, Broadway I'm Danny, the-
0: Broadway oh. Danny Rose. You had yes. Footloose. You had oh, Footloose. Against had All Odds. Repo Man, Spinal yeah. Tap, Hotel New yeah. Hampshire, Splash, Ice Pirates.
1: Splash. Oh, I forgot
0: so about Splash. Greystoke, Romancing the Stone.
1: Oh, I forgot about those movies. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Right. Up the Creek. Friday the 13th, Part 4, Suburbia, Swing Shift. Oh, Swing Shift.
1: Okay. That was a, yeah.
0: Yeah. And that, that's that's even before, like, you get into the summer. I mean, in the same weekend, you had Breakin', Hard Bodies, and 16 Candles. Oh, 16
1: know? Candles. Okay. Yep, yep. Okay. Yeah.
0: Then, you know, and that was, you know, you had Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. In 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 May, then the next week, the first week of June, you had Streets of Fire, Once Upon a Time in America, and Star Trek Three. The week oh. after that, Beach Street, Ghostbusters, and Gremlins.
1: You're like reading something that's gutted by week, huh? Like the yeah, I'm looking the, at, the week at release. Right? Very
0: good. And then yeah. the week the week after that, you had um, Under the Volcano. You had yeah. okay. Um, oh, and then. Oh, June 20, the week of June 22nd, the weekend. You had karate kid, Popa Greenwich Village, Rhinestone, Top Secret.
1: I oh mean, wow. Like, this, secret. Was,
0: this was one summer. One summer you had on the same weekend, you had Chan's, the Corsican brothers, Meatballs 2, yep. Purple Rain.
1: So, I didn't I even mean, know like, that there was like, a Meatballs 2. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. You really thought the story was done with just meatballs? Oh, my you God. Yeah, who knew? It cleared up so many questions. I can't tell you. It was amazing.
1: <laughs> um, anyway, Good old but, um, yeah, 84 was a great year. It was. It really was. Yeah. I just remember so, just being excited about movies, but then having everything, you know, start to come out. And you would, like I said, you would, there would be some, like, new stuff by you know, a new director or interesting stuff by like, you know, young actor, you know, it's the indie stuff, big one, you know, blockbusters, everything was there. It seemed like. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Oh man. I'm going to have to go watch something now from 1984. (laughs) Well, actually, including the movie 1984, based on the 1984, based on the novel 1984. I'm assuming that that was that same year. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> all righty. Wow. Hey. Uh,
0: based on the novel crut. No. Um so, yeah. So all right. Well, folks, um, let us know what you think. What was your favorite year of movie uh anticipation? Yeah. Uh let us know. And um, yeah, so we will uh see you next time. Have a have a great week, everyone.
1: Take care.